Okay, in this lecture, we are going to talk about burns. Most burns are not life-threatening, but each burn can cause significant amount of pain for a patient and also to some extent, it causes a psychological trauma too. Okay, for all those who are involved. From the patient per perspective, we say even superficial burn carry a risk of the scar formation. Although it doesn't, but still, the patient think like that. At temperature greater than 120 degree Fahrenheit, it takes only 3 seconds to burn a child's skin. Severely enough, that uh, it requires surgery later. Rapid evaluation by the emergency physicians is essential to address the pain management, okay? And also some sort of psychological support should be given, okay? And identify the intentional burns, that is very, very important. Moving on to the pathophysiology of burn, the severity of the burn injury is related to the rate at which the heat is transferred from the heating agent to the skin, okay? The rate of the heat transfer depends on the heat capacity of the agent, the temperature of the agent, duration of the contact with the agent, transfer coefficient and uh, specific heat and conductivity of the local tissues. So all these factors uh, leads depends like how much burn will be there and helps in determine the severity of the burn. Moving on to the pathophysiology. Again, there is human skin can tolerate the temperature up to 40 degrees Celsius or we can say 104 degree Fahrenheit for relatively longer time before reversible injury, like before irreversible injury occur. Okay, so you can say like after 104, there is high chances of irreversible injury. The relationship between temperature and duration of the exposures in development of the full thickness burn is like you can say a curve falling down. Okay. The first day after burn, three concentric tissues, like three concentric zones are there, okay, of the tissue injury and uh, character characteristics of the full thickness burn. The zone of coagulation, zone of stasis and zone of hyperemia. Now let's talk about the central zone, which is zone of coagulation. It has most intimate contact with the heat source and it consists of dead tissues and dying tissues as a result of the coagulative necrosis is there. Also, absent blood flow so blood flow is absent there is coagulative necrosis and you will see that there is dead tissue or dying tissue it usually appears white or charred okay moving on to the other zone which is the intermediate zone so intermediate zone of stasis it is usually red and may blanch on pressure giving the impression that it has intact circulation okay the circulation is not yet impaired because it blanches after 24 hours however the circulations through its superficial vessels are often like seized okay so after 24 hours you can see that the patient is not having that blanching by the third day the intermediate zone of stasis becomes white and its dermal uh, superficial dermis is avascular and necrotic so after third day like this intermediate zone also becomes like a cognitive zone only the last zone is the outer zone of hyperemia it is a z red zone that blanches on pressure indicates that it also has intact circulations by fourth day the zone has a deeper red color okay and healing is present by the seventh day so for fourth day you will have deeper red color in this hyperemic zone and healing is present by the seventh day okay systemic inflammatory response in patients whose burn exceeds 30 percent of the total body surface area cytokines and other mediators are released into the systemic circulation causing a systemic inflammatory response because vessels in burn tissues exhibits increased vascular permeability there is extravasation of the fluid into the burn tissue okay Hypovolemia is an immediate consequence of the fluid loss, which accounts for decreased perfusion and oxygen delivery to the different organs and body parts. In patients with serious burn, release of the catecholamine, vasopressin, and angiotensin causes peripheral and splanchnic 
uh, vasoconstriction that compromises the organ perfusion too so at one we see that there is dilatation and increased permeability therefore there is extra vasation of fluid which is causing the hypovolemia and also for prevention of that hypovolemia there is, and also in case of serious burn there is release of the catecholamines vasopressors and angiotensins which again causes the vasoconstriction so ultimately both this causes leads to decrease in the blood flow to the organ okay now let's talk about the classification of the burn so first degree burn there is minor epithelial damage of the dermis okay like epidermis so only very minor epithelial damage of the epidermis is there red tender and pain is there and these are the hallmark of the injury blister does not occur so okay that is important because blister is not formed in case of first degree burn two point discrimination remain intact so patient is able to discriminate between the two point okay healing takes place over several days without scarring so here this healing takes place without scarring the most common cause of the first degree burn are the flashlights like flash burns or you can say sun burns second degree burns second degree burns are superficial partial thickness and uh, deep partial thickness burn okay so it can be the superficial partial thickness or we can say deep partial thickness burn in these burn uh, injuries some portion of the skin appendages remain viable allowing the epithelial repair okay of the burn without uh, skin grafting so we don't need skin grafting here they can get repaired by themselves because only partial thickness is involved the superficial partial thickness burn it involves the epidermis and the superficial that is the papillary dermis only often result in thin walled and fluid filled blisters so you will see that in superficial burn the second degree superficial burn you will see fluid filled blisters blisters these burns appears pink moist soft and are like exquisitely tender when uh, touched by the gloves hands okay so you'll see that it is so tender because nerve is intact pink moist soft uh, blisters are there okay the heal in the uh, the heal it heals approximately takes like two to three weeks okay that too it heals without scarring so the superficial second degree burns and the first degree burns heals without scarring moving on to the deep partial thickness burn which is a type two of second degree burn it extends into the reticular dermis too like that the previous one was just involving the papillary dermis but this second one deep one it was the reticular dermis the skin cell uh, color is usually like mixture of red and blanch white and that was pink and here it is red and blanch white blisters are thick walled here okay and often ruptures two point discrimination may be diminished but the pressure applied to the burn skin can be felt okay the injury may undergo spontaneous epithelializations and may heal in three to six weeks so it takes like uh, two or three weeks more to heal okay like three to six weeks these burns have greater potentials of hypertrophic scars so there are high chances that this might have a hypertrophic scar and uh, splash scars often cause second degree burns like the water injuries hot water injuries moving on to the third degree burn these are full thickness burn that destroy the epidermis and dermis both the capillary network of the dermis is completely destroyed okay the burned skin has white or leathery appearance with underlining clotted vessels and you and it is also anesthetic like because nerve damage is there unless the third degree burn is small enough to heal by like contracture if its size is less than one centimeter in diameter then it can heal by contracture otherwise we must do skin grafting okay immersion scars flame burns chemical burns high voltage electrical injuries all these can cause this uh, third degree burns there is fourth degree burn also these burn involves the full uh, thickness destruction of the skin and also the subcutaneous tissue with involvement of the underlying fascia muscles bones and even other structures 
these injury require extensive debridement and also complex reconstruction is there of the specialized tissue invariably resulting in prolonged disability so there is high chances that this patient might have prolonged disability and we have to uh, reconstruct it and it's a complex process because of that four degree burns results in prolonged exposure to usual cause uh, causes of the third degree burn like if third degree burn is there uh, it is for like less time okay exposure was for less time but if the similar agents which i told you previously are exposed for more time then it can cause four degree burn too now there is rule of nine so in rule of nine let's talk about adult rule of nine so in that the facial structures are nine percent counted as nine percent the hands of one hand is counted nine percent another hand is caused uh, counted as nine percent the front chest is caused eighteen uh, percent and the back is also eighteen percent like you can include chest and abdomen together okay now leg is eighteen percent and another leg is 18% also genitalia is 1% so overall 100% like 9 hand 9 other hand front 18 back 18 face 9 leg 18 another leg 18 genitalia 1% so this is adult rule of 9 moving on to the child's rule of 9 so in that since the baby has a huge face so it consists of 18% bone and the chest and the abdomen are 18% hand is 9% in child and legs are 14 14% so legs are 14 14% and 1% genitalia 9 is arms and face is 18% in case of child moving on to the investigations which we do for a patients with severe burn severe burn that is third degree burn requires a complex laboratory workup including the following we need to do the cbc we also need to do the chemistry like electrolyte profile arterial blood gas for the carboxyhemoglobin concentration coagulation profile urine analysis type and screen creatine phosphokinase and urine myoglobin is also tested okay and uh, we can also perform fiber optic bronchoscopy for patients like we think that they might have inhaled some burn tissues or burn uh, component then we can go for fiber optic uh, fiber optic uh, bronchoscopy otherwise rest all things we do for in case of investigations for third degree burns and more severe now how will you manage a case of burn the patient who has airway involvement should be intubated early in the course because edema can develop and make the intubation difficult okay so if you think that this patient might have uh, involved the airway so you must intubate the patient immediately establish the intravenous axis and begin the fluid resuscitation begin two large bore peripheral lines okay and you start administering the crystalloid solutions like normal saline and all fluid needs for burn victims in acute phase can be uh, like how much fluid requirement is there you have to calculate it okay and you do that with the help of the parkland formula so a parkland formula says four centimeters of the crystalloid is required for like you have to multiply four into the total body surface area burn into the body weight in kg okay so for example let's suppose it's 20 percent of the area is burned and uh, body weight is uh, approximately 50 so 20 into 50 is uh, 1000 and then we multiply it by four that is four liter of the fluid is given one half of the calculated fluid required is administered in the first eight hours okay like out of that four liter two liters you will give in the first eight hours and rest remaining two liters you will give over the 16 hours okay so in a day you will give total 
but for first eight hours you'll give 50 percent and rest half you'll give in next two uh, two next uh, 16 hours thus the fluid would be given at 525 centimeter cube per hour okay like 525 ml per hour okay and uh, in the first eight hours and then given at uh, 262.5 centimeters for the remaining 16 hours so you don't have to remember this value you just remember how to oh, calculate it how to use the parkland formula 4 into total body surface area burn into the body weight in kg okay and you have to give crystalloid now <laughs> moving further for children an alternative formula to calculate the fluid need is uh, the Galvanstone formula okay so Galvanstone formula is used for children first of all and there you can use uh, ring a lactate solution okay at 5000 centimeter square per, uh, per meter square into the percentage of the burn area plus 2000 you have to add 2000 to that for the maintenance dose so you will give the loading dose as 5000 into the burn surface area and 2000 okay uh, over 24 hours for the maintenance dose so 2000 is uh, same you don't have to change it but this 5000 5000 into the burn surface area this solution is ring elected solution one half of the total body uh, fluid is given in first eight hours and other the, again in 16 hours so it is same okay and maintain a urine output of one centimeter per kg per hour in children okay so output urine output will be one ml per kg per hour okay now when circumferential full thickness burn involves the extremities of the chest are present then we must go for the escherichia also okay because that is also needed otherwise it could cause ischemia and further tissue damage the burn of the area such as face are best treated by an open technique wash the burn area so we must wash the burn area first then we need to debride any open blisters if there and cover the wound with a topical antibiotic such we can such as we can use the bacitracin or we can use neosporin so neosporin topical antibiotic and bacitracin uh, antibiotic is applied to a wound after it is washed and debride if it is on face okay this case this is when it is on face okay this is done when it is on face so yeah this is all about burn i hope it was useful thank you so much for listening